Welcome to episode one of Insert Coin to Continue. Uh, I'm Scott with Adrian. Uh, today we're going to be talking about you know what we've been playing recently. You know what kind of news and rumors are coming up, and then of course we're going to discuss some of the the big upcoming gaming releases. While we're at it, we're going to be going ahead and giving our thoughts and opinions in multiple discussions on the games and the events going around considering gaming. So. Recently, um, I picked up a copy of Animal Crossing. Uh, the kids really seem to love it. Uh, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it, but it, I think it can definitely be enjoyable. I can feel the same about that. I just recently picked up Animal Crossing New Horizons for my Switch as well. And if I'm honest, it's my first Animal Crossing game ever. I really feel that it, it's it's a pretty fun game. You know, It's a nice little kickback relax, peaceful evening or afternoon type of game to play. So it's like a nice slice of life. So, you know, I, I played one of the earlier versions. I don't recall which one on, on the uh, the Wii. So I, I kind of knew what to expect with it. So, I mean, it, it it's interesting. Yeah, I believe you're probably talking about Animal Crossing City Folk. It was another one that I never really got into. I th- like yeah, I said, now that you mentioned Like I said, New Horizons is my first Animal Crossing game ever. Um, my, my thoughts on Animal Crossing as a whole is that it just really seems like a peaceful type of game to just play and relax with. Yeah. And see, my daughter is five and she really, she enjoys playing it. And I also helps, I'm have her read everything out loud. So it helps her with her reading and, you know, it helps her with her, her problem solving skills. And, you know, you need a certain amount of, of, materials to build something it's, it's a nice way to really teach kids how to get started in life because a lot of in the a lot of matters in animal crossing regard paying off loans to tom nook and buying houses and just overall learning how to take care of yourself in a video game tom nook's a con artist and tom tom nook's a fed <laughs> <laughs> So, so what else have we been playing this week, really? Uh, well, Call of Duty Warzone dropped. Um, I've spent a little bit of time on that. It, I really like it. It, it plays smooth. Um, I've never really been a big fan of the Battle Royale type games. But uh, I've, I've gotten online with a couple of my buddies. And uh, it, we had a lot of fun. We were playing the, uh, the loot. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably played it for a couple hours the other day. And I, I'm... I'm not very good at it yet, but I'm getting better. I've never really been too big on Battle Royales. In fact, a lot of people who know me personally will probably know how I feel about Battle Royales in general. I mean, I recognize what they've done for the industry as a whole. I recognize what games such as Fortnite and PUBG have done with their Battle Royale systems, but they've never really been my sort of forte. And honestly, I had to take a step back from Call of Duty, not because it's not fun. I I actually really believe that this is... Probably the best Call of Duty we've gotten in a very long time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, um... Like, I completely skipped over um, Black Ops 4. And, honestly, I kind of feel like I wish I had done the same because Black Ops 4 kind of fell off for me. But I keep finding myself tempted to go back to Modern Warfare and reinstall it. But the problem with the game itself is that every update was, like, another 20 or 30 gigabytes on my hard drive and it was just killing my system space well and that's why i went ahead and i bought an external i got an eight terabyte external hard drive well not all of us have external terabyte 
Well, you, you, you can pick them up fairly cheap on, on Amazon. Uh, I think I paid like 120 for mine, maybe. And, and that's for an 8 terabyte? Yeah. On Amazon? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, and it serves me well. I mean, I don't have to really worry about storage space. But overall, I feel like Warzone has really helped invigorate the new Modern Warfare as a whole. And on top of all of the free updates they've been dropping, uh, they've dropped... Some Modern Warfare remastered maps. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. apparent. The new rumor spinning around for Modern Warfare is that they're going to be bringing Modern Warfare 2 maps remastered to the game. I can get behind that. They're really doing all that they can to make sure interest in this one stays alive. And with what's going on right now in the world, I feel like that's the biggest and smartest move that they could do for the game itself. Well, with everything going on in the world right now, I think uh, gamers were bred for this. <laughs> no, no, everybody stay home and avoid people at all costs. You know, it's pretty ironic to find out that the lifestyle you've been living for over 20 or 30 years is called quarantine. Right. <laughs> and it is encouraged. <laughs> but um, if, if there's one game that I've really been focusing on a lot within the last week, it would definitely be the new Doom game, Doom Eternal. That game has had my attention... All week, I've been just finding myself tempted to keep going back to it consistently. I finally finished the story. I I had a blast with it. I'm going to give the new battle mode multiplayer on it a a quick try sometime really soon. See, and I had never played a Doom game, and I know that disappoints you to your core. A little bit, yes, (laughs) because a lot of people will recognize that without Doom, a lot of games like Call of Duty and Battlefield wouldn't exist. See, the closest I came was Duke Nukem on the computer way back in the day. I mean, it's something. You gotta start somewhere. So you you brought over your copy of uh, Doom 2016? Uh, yeah, it's called Doom 2016. Well, it's, it's actually just called Doom. It was a reboot of the series. But playing through Doom Eternal, you can probably officially call the game uh, Doom 4, which is its other name. Even though Doom 3 is technically not considered canon in the entire aspect of Doom, uh, the true timeline for Doom would probably go Doom, Doom 2, Hell on Earth, Doom 64, Doom 2016, and then Doom Eternal. Well, how have you been feeling about Doom lately? Um, I like it. It's it's really fast-paced and arcade-style. Yeah, it, it is through and through. A real first-person shooter game. The, mo- the whole entire method to playing the game is just keep yourself moving, kill enemies, repeat. So I, and I'm, I think I'm about three-quarters of the way through it. So, I mean, it, it's, I like it, but it, like I said, it's really, I guess, arcade Well, that's the entire deal about Doom is what it came out when arcades were at their peaks. But I've I've really spent some quality time on the Final Fantasy VII demo. I feel like a lot of us have. I've played through it four to five times and really tried to explore every single nook and cranny of it just to get a feel for it because, I mean... I mean, we're about a week and a half out. uh, Maybe sooner if, if things are going... The way I've been reading, um, they've already broken street date in a lot of places with everything going on in the world. The, you know, they've sent them out and people are just saying, screw it. Here you go. 
Which makes a lot of sense with a lot of companies refusing to close down for their employees to stay home in quarantine and worry about themselves. A lot of companies and the people working are just saying, here, have your game and go. I I got the the Soldier First Class Edition. Me um, as well. So I'm I'm really excited to add the the statue to my collection. It was a pretty hefty blow to both of our wallets. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, because at the same time, I also got the uh, Earth's Mightiest Edition of Avengers, which we I also got. So I, I I've been dropping quite a bit on on video games here recently, and it sure is nice to have money. <laughs> well, yeah. So it. What What are your overall? What are you looking forward to the most in the Final Fantasy VII remake? Now, keep in mind, this isn't the entire game. It's only going up until we escape from Midgar. Right. Um, but there is going to be post game content. They confirmed. I, I think the thing that I'm right now looking forward to the most is seeing the redesigned and upgraded graphics on the summons because I've always been fascinated with, you know, the, the dragons and Ifrit and Bahamut. Bahamut. Yeah. But I don't, we won't get Bahamut till later. I mean, they've already confirmed that they have changed a lot in just this single part. For all we know, we could get maybe a tease of Bahamut or we could get a Bahamut materia summon. Post game, of course, nothing for the main story. I mean, and one of my other favorite parts is Wall Market. I mean, so and I've heard they've did a lot of a lot of reimagining of that and expanding on that. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited to see that. They can they released a um an inside Final Fantasy VII remake. It's kind of like a making of documentary. They released the first episode a few months back, and then they released a new one a couple days ago. And they went ahead and revealed that they have changed up a lot of the dialogue, actually, to better fit the feel and the overall viewing of the remake. They actually said, we changed it up because the way the dialogue was written in the original game was so... It would read off like the player reading. Right. Now, in this way, they've rewritten and redone everything so it looks like you're watching a movie, essentially. Yeah, and I was, I was watching a couple of videos, and there's uh, a lot of new characters in Wall Market that they've introduced. Well, there's also this... To, yeah, yeah, a bunch of new characters. Right, but it, and you have to understand, though, it's also because they're making just disc one of the original game into a full game. Into a full Final Fantasy game, and anybody who's played Final Fantasy knows those games can go on forever. So they ha- they naturally they had to expand it. They had to make it bigger and more vibrant and more things to do. I'm really interested in hearing about this new character that you see in um, in the trailers. He's apparently a member of Soldier, and he knows who Cloud is. But from the looks of it, maybe Cloud doesn't know who he is, or maybe he's forgotten due to the amnesia that he suffered during Sephiroth's attack on his and Tifa's hometown. Um, I, I think that, you know, growing up with Final Fantasy VII and it being such an integral part of my childhood, I, I think I'm excited for the game, but I think I'm also going to be more critical of it. Right. Because, you know, I've, on every system that I've owned, you know, PS1, 
PS2 up to my, you know, 3 and 4 and on my computer, I have and have played through Final Fantasy VII. Didn't you replay it on your PS Vita too? I did. I did. Um, you know, I've probably poured, oh God, I want to say seven, eight hundred hours into that game, you know. So would you say that that's probably the main game that stuck with you the most growing up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's my favorite game of all time. Like, absolutely. Um, I think what I'm also really looking forward to in the demo, or not in the demo, in the remake, is just seeing the relationship between Cloud and Sephiroth in this game. Because, as you said, you've played Final Fantasy VII multiple, multiple times over. So you, you probably understand where I'm coming from, seeing how they interact with each other in this new format. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it, going back to the original, the only trophy I've never gotten is the bromance trophy. And which one was that? You, you ha- from the beginning of game until you get to the gold saucer, you have to make all of the right choices, talk to all of the right people in the right, the right uh, sequence to get Barrett to be the one to go on the date with you at the gold saucer. <laughs> it is. And if you make just one mistake, you know, talking to, you know, if you talk to Tifa before you talk to Barrett or, you know, it'll throw everything off and you have to restart the entire game. So you just got to give Barrett your attention from start to finish. Not necessarily. I, I looked it up and there's just so many dialogue choices you have to make. And, you know, it's, oh my God, it's painstaking. So I'm gonna, I'll probably play through it again just to get that trophy. But I'm other than that, I've gotten all of the trophies. But, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake is dropping in just, what, a little over or a little under 10 days, if that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for how many years were gamers like us clamoring and demanding it? There was that tech demo for the PlayStation 3 years and years ago where people thought that it was actually going to get remade. And I think that's what really sparked the fire underneath it when they showed off what the PS3 was capable of at the time. And ever since then, Square Enix had just been dangling that carrot in front of us, re-releasing remasters instead of a remake, consistently getting all of our hopes up. I mean, they were treating Final Fantasy VII like they treat Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Do you think Do you think they're going to re-release it on the five? Oh, absolutely. With everything coming out right now, we're at the we're we are now at the. I want to say the beginning of the end of the generation. We know the Xbox Series X is coming out. We know the PlayStation 5 is coming out. We all know for a fact Nintendo is working on a pro, quote-unquote, pro version of the Switch. I could definitely see games like God of War 4, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII Remake, The Last of Us Part Two, Uncharted 4. I could definitely see all of these games getting remasters on the PlayStation 5 and re-released. Something else that we got coming up is Resident Evil 3. Oh, which I am very, very excited for. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm probably going to shut myself off this coming weekend and play it. (laughs) 
quarantine yourself even more? I mean, I'm, we're already in a world where the T-virus might as well just be a thing. I might as well just play a, an actual simulation of what's going on right now. <laughs> get, get your practice in. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been a pretty big Resident Evil fan for a long time in my life. And Resident Evil 3, there's always been the debate of what was the real Resident Evil 3, was it? Resident Evil 3 Nemesis or Resident Evil Code Veronica. And I love both games, but I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Jill Valentine. It was just, she was like... because she's the original. Well, her and Chris Redfield, yeah. Right. But I always chose Jill in all my playthroughs for the original Resident Evil. And there was just always something about Nemesis as a whole. I don't know, like, he was my first real video game fear, you know? He follows you throughout 90% of the game... He bursts through walls when you least expect it, and you just hear that him crying out, stars, when he sees you. And I'm just like, no, okay, nightmare feel. Let, fine, let's, let's do this. What I'm really looking forward to the most in Resident Evil 3 is just that, that feel that Resident Evil 2 remake gave me, but knowing it's going to be happening a lot more often. Uh, you said you played the demo, right? Yeah, yeah. What um, did you think of it? I, I liked it. it. It's good. Um, it really reminds me of the the older Resident Evils. Like, well, it's a remake of the older Resident Evils. But, but I mean, like the, the the play style. Right, right. Like they didn't change up the play style. Actually, yeah, they did. They did, in fact. Uh, Res- the original Resident Evil games from one, two, three, and Code Veronica had tank style controls. Where they had pre-rendered images in the background and you would car- control your character through up, down, left, right. You had diagonal, but it never really worked out all, all that well. And you would go up to one spot and then the screen would cut, load up a new pre-rendered image, and you would be seeing your character from a different viewpoint. And with the remakes of Resident Evil 2 and now 3, they adopted the -the over-the-shoulder mechanics that Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 brought into the series. Right, but I'm I'm not talking, like, visually. I'm talking, like, actual, like, I don't don't know how I want to describe it. Do you mean the feel of the game? Right. The atmosphere? Right. Yeah, they went back to their roots that worked for the series before 4 brought in that action adventure feeling they went back for the survival horror aspect which is what the series is best known for right um so there i know this is more more of your forte here but there's been a lot of you know rumors about things that are that are coming up um Ah. i mean we already know about the broken street date of final Final fantasy Fantasy 7 and the Broken Street Day of Resident Evil 3 in Mexico. Right. Um, I know there's been drops about Spider-Man 2. There has been. There was um, a pretty big leak on Reddit a while back that said that it's going to get an official reveal this summer, which seems most likely, even though E3 was canceled, there was a rumor going around in the industry that they're going to do a digital E3 this year, you know. Um, all the press conferences will be revealed in a sort of Nintendo Direct style mm-hmm. uh, presentation. Um, it'll probably get September holiday 2021 release next year. Um, it'll be completely single player again. And Queens and Brooklyn will be available to explore. Awesome. 
Awesome. I really enjoyed the first one. I I love that game so much. It that was one of the few games where I got started playing and immediately told myself I need to platinum and one hundred percent this game from start to finish, and I did. I know that there's talk of them redoing the swing mechanics. Um. Yeah, that was one of the big things in the leak was that the web swing has been overhauled and that they've gone all out on the animation tech this time around. Good. Um. A lot of people. Well, they enjoyed the swinging mechanics in Spider-Man PS4. There was a gripe and criticism that the animations itself got pretty repetitive. So apparently they've added more variety. Well, I mean, that, that's fair. I mean, it, it kind of did. It, 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 which is, it is it, a fair point. Right, but I don't think it took away from the enjoyment or the playability of the game. Where you actually felt like you were Spider-Man swinging through New York. Right. Um, apparently they have two animators devoted completely and solely to web releasing and web slinging. So they're going to be adding many more animations for web slinging. Um, a big deal going on is that there will be three swing modes, realistic, arcade, and hybrid, but the names are not final. Realistic is apparently very similar to the PS2 game Spider-Man 2. I'm not sure if you played that one. I did, I did. So then you would understand that it's like a very shoot web, go forward, and just keep going. Right. Arcade is apparently uh, fake. It's, it's like an assisted web swinging mode. Mm-hmm. But hybrid is supposed to be a merge of, the, of both of them, which turns it essentially into the PS4 games web swinging. Which I, I really didn't mind the PS4 web swinging. No, not all. It was the best web swinging in of Spider-Man game in a long time. And that was really one of the biggest criticisms for multiple Spider-Man games since the PS2 Spider-Man game. I, actually, no, I would say since the Ultimate Spider-Man PS2 game um, was the web swinging. And it never really felt like you were free roaming or you just never really felt like you were Spider-Man. Do, do we know yet who the main antagonist is going to be? Uh, there's a lot of talk of multiple antagonists going to be in the game. There's um, Carnage and Mysterio are rumored to be in the game, which I kind of, I'm more, well, I'm inclined to believe both because they're both very big Spider-Man villains. I dig, I dig Carnage a lot. With the reveal at the very end of the PS4 game that Harry Osborn is being treated with a symbiote, which is obviously the Venom symbiote. Right, of course. I mean, if you're going to have Venom at some point, you got to have Carnage. Yeah. Um, Eddie Brock is supposed to be in the game and a major character, which would be a pretty exciting considering Harry Osborn might only be Venom for just a part of the game and then Eddie Brock just might take over. And at which point we'll probably get Carnage from down the line and then Mysterio might play a role similar to Shocker in the PS4 game. You know, he's just that minor, not minor, minor, but you know, He's still a big-name villain, but he's just there to keep you occupied as right. the main story passes by. Um, Miles Morales, if you remember in the game, he got bitten by one of the radioactive spiders mm-hmm. from Oscorp. He's going to have his own playable sections in the game again. Good, um, But good. they're not really sure if they're going to let it be uh, free roam as Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Do you think they'll do kind of like... Um... Grand Theft Auto Five did, where you can switch between characters. You or? see, now that would be the dream. That would make it the greatest Spider-Man game because then you can switch between Peter Parker and Miles Morales, who in their in within their own rights are both excellent versions of Spider-Man. Well, I mean, Peter Parker is 
Spider-Man. Right. But anybody who knows Miles Morales and knows his story knows that at the end of the day, he is also very worthy of being called Spider-Man. You know, maybe, maybe at some point down the road we'll get a Spider-Verse game. I would really love that. That would actually probably work out as a third game if we were to get a third one. But there was talk that Miles being playable is most likely going to be similar to Batman Arkham Knight system. Where you switch to other Bat family members in certain situations, you know, like how you go in Arkham Knight in Gotham City, right? And you, you can switch between Batman and Robin only during, during certain, certain, certain missions. Yes, right. so that's probably how it's going to play out for the most part. The game is supposed to be set during the winter time, about five or six months after the first game. A lot of what Peter's going to be dealing with is his the loss of his aunt. And he's going to be reminding himself consistently that it happened on his watch. Yeah. Um, Him and MJ are going to be together. That was another thing that they talked about. But for the first half, she's not really going to be there. So maybe um, she's going to be covering a new story. In fact, memory serves me right at the end of the DLC, The City That Never Sleeps, for the first game. Mm -hmm. It ends with her saying she just picked up an assignment... Uh, overseas for the daily what was it the daily bugle yeah yeah mm-hmm. but speaking of of sequels to to pretty popular games breath of the wild 2 that was a yeah that was a pretty big leak that came out recently um go ahead go ahead um i picked up my switch for for christmas this year right um so i was kind of late to the breath of the wild party shame <laughs> yeah well but um, I really enjoyed it. I finally got all the way through it. You After know, I had to help you. <laughs> have to or wanted to. That's debatable. But um, no, I finally, I finally got all the way through it. So, you know, hearing that with me just getting, getting through with it and a leak of a second one coming so close to my completion is really exciting for me. Well, it wasn't so much a leak of a second one coming as they announced it during E3 last year, but the gameplay, okay, not gameplay, but the details that were leaked recently. Right. They they could be pretty exciting. I mean, they were talking about how the dungeons will be inspired in the next game. Um, apparently the game is going to take some inspiration from the Arkham series and Portal, which I really have no idea how they're going to implement something like that into a Zelda game. Uh, apparently the game is going to look and feel like Twilight Princess, which is very exciting considering how dark that game was. Oh yeah. Um, they're going to be reaching a taste for the climax of Breath of the Wild, and that the new Hyrule looks extremely well made, but is, you know, it's going to be dark. This is apparently going to be what Majora's Mask was to Ocarina of Time. See, my favorite of the series is Ocarina of Time. Oh, mine was Majora's Mask, but, you know, I'm a little biased. I prefer the darker feel of these games. With, what are your thoughts on. You know, everything going down with GameStop. We're going to have to pretty much order all of our stuff online now. I honestly think that the only reason why I personally have not uh, stopped giving them my business just yet is because I have my Resident Evil 3 Collector's Edition pre-ordered through them. And it was the only place I could get it pre-ordered because it was a GameStop exclusive. 
So I think until something changes or the inevitable liquidation sales and they close down, business begins. I think once I pick up my Resident Evil 3 Collector's Edition, that's going to be it for me personally. See, and this is kind of a, a big deal for me because I, I'm the type of person I like to you know, go into a store and get my hands on the case and look at it and, you know, where they have, they'll have it set up to where you can play the, you know, play parts of it. That's big for me because I don't, I don't want to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy this and order it online, have it shipped to my house and then, oh, well, I hate it and I wasted my money, you mm-hmm. know? But the, at the end of the day, it really falls onto you to look into matters of, whether or not you're going to enjoy a game. I mean, YouTube has gameplay videos all the time, you know. Companies like IGN and GameSpot still exist and talk about what a player can expect or possibly enjoy out of a game. And I, I get that. I just, I like to have, physically have my hands on it. So, it, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. I mean, yeah, GameStop, you know, like to rip people off. A lot. <laughs> as far as, you know, resale value. and But we're not here to talk smack about no, companies no. overall. I just feel like that what the corporate is doing to their employees is a little dirty. So it's not my issue so much with the store itself. I mean, I love the people who work at the GameStop here. They've taken care of me a lot over the years. But I just can't bring myself to really support the corporate anymore if they're going to basically tell their com- their employees... Um, we don't care if you get sick, if you don't want to come in, then you don't have a job. Right. And they can't even, you know, give them two weeks of sick pay and shut down the stores until this thing blows over. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, really, my heart goes out to a lot of the people working in GameStop because they get deal, they get dealt with a pretty bad hand working there. I've heard plenty of horror stories, but, you know, it's also up to them on what they want to do. Um, I've also heard of the that they are talking of a uh, Modern Warfare 2 campaign remaster. Yes, that is definitely making the rounds as yeah. of the last couple of days. That's a pretty big leak that right now it's only the campaign, with it. which is going to upset and disappoint a mass majority of the gaming community as a whole because a lot of the people view that Modern Warfare's biggest and strongest aspect was the multiplayer right. and not the campaign. My my biggest thing with it is with as much controversy as no Russian cause, <laughs> how how are they going to remaster that? And, and Are they even going to keep it in the game? Like, I, they have to because that mission is a very... Big and integral parts of Modern Warfare 2 story. Right. Are, are they willing to drag all that back up again and cause a stir again? I mean, I can definitely tell you right now that if they do, and they most likely will, we are going to be seeing another influx of how video games are bad. Oh, you man. shouldn't have your kids play video games. Video games cause violence, you know. Once again, we're just dig up that dead horse and beat it with a stick some more. Yeah, that... I've been playing video games my entire life, all types and 
genres of video games. I mean, if anything, video games have probably helped me keep people safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely kept my sanity. Exactly. So I, I don't believe in that argument. Um, but no, uh, the hearing that news, you know, Modern Warfare 2, I spent a lot, a lot of time on it when I had my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I played it a lot and I really enjoyed it. It was probably one of my favorites. Well, the, on top of a Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered, there's also talk about Modern Warfare 3 getting remastered, which is really making me excited because the Modern Warfare games were what helped me get into Call of Duty. I really enjoyed the campaigns of these ones the most because part of me has always been interested in the idea of a World War 3 and how it could happen, and I feel like the Modern Warfare series really captured how it could happen in modern day. But I'm just really not sure if I'm ready to hear all of the complaining that the community is going to do because they're only remastering these campaigns. But what a lot of people aren't looking at is that, yeah, the campaigns are only getting remastered, but there's also talk that Modern Warfare 2 maps are going to get brought over to Modern Warfare 2019. Right. Um... And that's something that's something I really enjoy about this Modern Warfare is they're not making you buy map packs. They're just giving you the maps. I mean, because in previous iterations, it was, oh, hey, we're going to release all these new maps, but you got to pay five bucks. Right. It seems like the end of the er- the era of season passes has finally come to an end, or at least it's finally dying. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that they're, they're giving us these new maps for free. Exactly. And it. That was one of the biggest problems in the industry for so long. And like I said, it looks like it's finally coming to an end was buying a season pass and telling you you're going to get all this DLC if you buy this at this discounted price. Okay, but what's the DLC am I getting? You know, right. what content can I expect? And then you'll get like the bare minimum and then they tell you you already gave us your money. That's, you know, sucks to be you. I mean, yeah, they still have it to where you can buy this, you know, this operator skin or you can buy, you know, this weapon, but it it's not taking away from the overall enjoyment and everybody being able to play online with the same maps. Exactly. So, I'm 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 pretty pretty in- everybody gets a map. Everybody gets the chance to play through crossplay especially. Oh, I'm super excited about crossplay cuz I have friends on PC, I have friends on Xbox, and, you know, before it was, oh, well, sorry, bro, we can't play together. Or, oh, yeah, let me just unplug this system and throw in my, uh, let me unplug my PlayStation and put my, plug my Xbox in and put my Xbox copy in. Right, where you had to buy multiple copies of the same game. But now we can all play together, and it's pretty seamless. Like, you know, it, and I really enjoy it a lot. Um... So let's let's go ahead and talk about what we have upcoming. Well, we've already discussed Final Fantasy VII Remake, and we've already gone ahead and talked about the Resident Evil Remake, both of which are at the top of our hype list. Yeah, yeah. Or at least two of them it's, are at the top of my hype list. <laughs> it's still a ways away, but I'm looking forward to Avengers, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is definitely going to be the biggest game towards the end of the year, I guarantee that. I mean, I... I thought it was really cool that they actually got a huge, huge star like Keanu Reeves to star in the game. You never played The Witcher 3, did you? 
Uh, no. I feel like if you play The Witcher 3, you're going to have a much better idea on what to anticipate and expect from Cyberpunk. Okay. Well, I, I might have to go check that out then. Um, so we have Predator Hunting Grounds. Which looks a li- pretty interesting, and I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a strictly multiplayer game or if it's a multiplayer and a single-player game. I would like for it to have a single-player mode because I want to see... A character like the Predator be treated fairly in gaming for once. I mean, right. a lot of properties like Alien and Predator are they get treated pretty unfairly with video games and get, honest to God, terrible games. And the gameplay looks fun. It looks like it could be exciting. What are your thoughts on it? It looks a lot like, um, almost like multiplayer Call of Duty. But you but you get the predator and all of his abilities, but and then you also get you know soldiers, right? You know, battling against each other. So I think that's going to be. I think that that different aspect is is really going to be exciting. It's going to be like I think it's going to be like a um a four or five v one and a one v five. You'll have like multiple soldiers, and multiple one, players as as soldiers one going predator. against one predator, right? Because you're playing as the ultimate hunter, right? So I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited about that, um, but you know that it there it, it it looks good and I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm I'm I think I'll look into it just a little bit more. It it comes out in exactly one month. I'll I'll look into it a little bit more and give it a chance. Most likely, I mean I'm a sucker for the Predator. Yeah, I think he's oh, a very yeah. amazing sci-fi character. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two is coming out in May 2019, and as of today, that is exactly two months. I I'm so excited for that. I loved, loved, loved the first one. I think a lot of gamers really did, and a lot of us were also of the mindset that it didn't need a sequel. Not necessarily, no. Because the way it ended was pretty cutthroat. Right. You know, you went through the quarantine area with Joel and Ellie, and... At the very end of it, you know, Joel now has a pretty massive skeleton in his closet that he's hiding from Ellie and most likely is still hiding from Ellie. There are a lot of people talking about how he could possibly die in this one and maybe never tell Ellie what happened. That she really does hold the possibility for a vaccine for the cordyceps infection and because he didn't want her to sacrifice her life. Right. He killed a bunch of doctors and people to take her away and essentially kidnap her at that point. I yeah, and I think it all goes back to, you know, because he lost his daughter, he had and, a chance to have another one. Right, but no, I'm really excited about uh, the The Last of Us Two. Um, I'm, I, I know that uh, I'm gonna be spending a lot a lot of time in front of my PlayStation. Over the over the rest of the year. I mean, we've got the Ghost of Tsushima coming out on June twenty sixth as well. That's a pretty exciting looking game. Probably going to be the last really big PS four exclusive mm-hmm. before the PlayStation five drops. Yeah, no, I'm 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 waiting for that. I'm waiting for more information on that. Um, but that'll be a definite day one pickup. All that aside, we've got tons of games that are coming out with. Without any actual announced release dates, I mean, Hellblade 2 Senua's Saga is coming out for the Xbox Series X, and 
Halo Infinite is hopefully still on target to drop uh, this holiday season. I'm a really, really big Halo fan. I mean, as much of a PlayStation gamer as I am, my two favorite series of all time, The Legend of Zelda and Halo, aren't even PlayStation exclusives. They're right. Xbox and Nintendo exclusives. But I've been really looking forward to Halo Infinite since the end of Halo 5. And I know a lot of people have a lot of gripes and personal issues with Halo 5, myself included. But I'm just ready to, I guess, quote-unquote, finish the fight again. I'm really not sure what else is coming now. I mean, we've got Madden 21. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody who's even excited for something like that. Hey, I still play Madden. <laughs> I love Madden, all right? This this year's Madden has had some issues, but I, I'm I still buy it every year. I still run online leagues every year. It's just kind of my thing. We've got Watch Dogs Legion coming out, which is really sad for me because I still haven't finished Watch Dogs Two. I wasn't overly impressed with Watch Dogs Two. Like the first one, I liked, but the second one was just meh. Was it really? I thought so. I'm not sure. I'll probably have to finish that one myself. Um, Cuphead is coming to the Switch at some point. Um, Doom Eternal is supposed to get a Switch release, hopefully soon, for people who can get a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox. There's all sorts of games coming out, really. Well, and, you know, as more information comes out on that, we'll talk about that in future episodes. Exactly. But, um, you know, I hope everybody enjoyed listening and enjoyed following along you know leave comments and you know let us know what you think and you go ahead and follow us on social media you can follow me on twitter at the godzilla dude i'm also on twitch at the godzilla dude i'm on twitter at superman 69101 um but this has been insert coin to continue i'm scott i'm adrian thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time